This is the World Industrial News for Wednesday, June 15th, brought to you by Industrial Info Resources of Sugarland, Texas. This newscast is sponsored by Aviva. Listen to part five of their podcast, Addressing Climate Change with the Internet of Things and AI. And, you know, you mentioned before um, when you were talking about the paper on the mitigation of global warming, um, you you broke it down by industry. If we just were to focus on the modern grid and renewables, what do you see for us in the future within this space? So we think that renewables are the future. So we put in very large uh, solar, we put in wind, we put in rooftop solar as well as solar farms. And what happens is when the sun goes down, they stop producing. Or when a cloud comes over, they stop producing. Or the winds pick up and they start producing. In other words, you don't really know, you don't really know how much power you're going to get out of them. They're not dispatchable resources. And so what the power company has to do is they have to balance that with a dispatchable resource. So if the wind picks up and you're generating huge amounts from your wind farm, you have to back off on your production. Or if you have a lot of solar production, the same. Or if the solar production goes away, you have to bring that up and you have to bring it up as rapidly as it went away. So clouds are worse than uh, dusk. So everything is based on time. What this does for you is it forces you as a power company to shift your assets from really high efficiency turbines that might take a day to line out to smaller turbines that respond in a matter of minutes. And as a result, your efficiency drops. Now let's take it and let's jump the meter. So on the other side of the meter, you have people that are trying to cope with the power issues with blackouts, rolling blackouts, etc. So they put on rooftop solar and they put on maybe batteries because the new batteries are now dropping in price very, very rapidly. And they, some of them even have their own windmills that sit in the middle of the complex. The problem there is that those are not managed by the grid, nor are they predictable. And so now the power company has to bring in extra power, extra resources to be able to cope with it if now you lose the sun or you have the wind shift, or even worse, the person that owns the battery decides they don't want to pay your afternoon prices So they pull themselves off the grid and start using their batteries. To hear the full podcast, search for IIR's Industry Today podcast on your favorite podcast provider. The higher for longer outlook for commodity prices is prompting U.S. President Joe Biden to head to Saudi Arabia, once deemed a pariah state, to discuss energy security. Consumer inflation in the U.S. economy hit a 40-year high for the 12-month period ending May, the bulk of which is attributed to high energy prices. The U.S. sits alongside Saudi Arabia and Russia as a world leader in oil production, and with Russia under pressure from the war in Ukraine, it's left to the others to do the heavy lifting needed to erase a lingering supply-side deficit. 
In this series about agriculture and clean energy, we have examined how biofuel crops are competing with food for a fairly fixed amount of arable land. But the struggle is not just about biology. Wind and solar installations, also called farms, as they need large swaths of surface area as well. The Bible in Matthew 4.45 points out that the sun rises on the evil and good alike. It also shines on solar collectors and alfalfa alike, and wind applies itself similarly. Now a growing number of green energy companies are experimenting with ways to grow food and energy on the same plot. Many are employing government grants to help defray the cost. Even before Russia's invasion of Ukraine, red flags were being raised over Europe's natural gas sector as large drawdowns in late 2021 and early 2022 caused the UK and European Union to move into 2022 with lower reserves. But there seemed to be a sunnier side. Europe appeared to have plenty of liquefied natural gas regasification capacity to spare, and the Nord Stream 2 natural gas pipeline from Russia to Germany was nearing completion. After the invasion and subsequent sanctions on Russia's energy products, things don't appear quite so rosy, except perhaps for U.S. and other natural gas and LNG producers who have seen the further opening of a lucrative market in Europe. And Norway's Hammerfest liquefied natural gas terminal has come back online almost two years after it was shut down following a serious fire in 2020. Norway is a key gas supplier to Europe, and the volumes from Hammerfest LNG at Melkoya in the north of the country amount for more than 5% of Norwegian gas exports. For details on these and other breaking news, read the full stories at www.nl.com industrialinfo.com. I'm Peggy Tuck reporting for Industrial Info News.